Welcome in everybody. I'm just going to give it a few more minutes for um, my moderators to join and we're going to go ahead and get started. Happy Thursday. I hope everybody is in good spirits. Go ahead and share the live if you will. Get comfortable and please come in with an open mind. Um, ready to discuss a very touchy topic. Welcome in, welcome in. Thank you for the hearts. As you all know, this month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Welcome in. Hello, Long Beach. Thank you for coming in and speaking and letting yourself be known. As you all know, this month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And in honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I'm here to offer a free copy of the ebook version of my book. Um, all you have to do is go to my bio go to my profile and click the link in my bio and you can download your copy of the ebook right now just going to give it a few more minutes and then we're going to get started hello danny welcome in welcome in everybody feel free to share the live tap the screen you guys again please come in with an open mind ready to discuss a very sensitive topic I'm going to open the boxes so that anyone who may want to come and share their thoughts can, you know, you can do that. You're writing a book too. Cool. Keep at it. Don't give up that dream. Do not give up that goal. Always keep going. If you have a goal, you always want to pace yourself and just go for it. So we have a few more minutes that I'm going to let a couple of my moderators we're going to talk about a very sensitive topic and um, so please have an open mind and um, be ready to get into it in case you missed it I'm offering a free copy of the book I wrote um, that's based on domestic violence if you would like to get your copy of the ebook for free for today only for the duration of this live you can go to my profile right now, click the link in my bio, and download your free copy of the book. You may need to download an app like Kindle Fire or any other reading app that's available to you. They should all be free, and then you should be good to go. Welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. Get comfortable. Open your minds. Take a couple of deep breaths. Because it might, this um, life may get a little deep. And, um, you know, we want to, get, this is a safe space. So please allow, you know, you guys respect each other and your opinions. When I do open up the boxes, I want everybody to feel comfortable enough to come in and share what they're going through, what they've been through or what they've witnessed. Welcome in. They're one of my moderators right there. Welcome in, Kenneth. 
just a few more I'm waiting on guys and about four minutes we'll get started welcome in welcome in feel free to share the live tap the screen but most importantly I want you to, everyone to come in with an open mind we're going to discuss a very sensitive topic in honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We're going to get into it. I will open the boxes after I go over my um like my content. I will open the boxes, but keep in mind if you get in the box, um get in with uh, the readiness to discuss the issue at hand. That's what we're doing today. We're discussing this very important issue that needs to be addressed. Welcome in, everybody. Grab a seat, get comfortable. I'm going to open the boxes um, halfway through the live and give everyone a chance to chime in. We have three minutes left before we get started. I want to thank you all for joining. Go ahead and share the live. Tap the screen. Welcome in. Welcome in. set up is just right but I, I seem to be blocking the main items that I want you guys to see those are the those are the paperback copies those are also available okay what time is it we have two minutes left before we get started thank you all for joining please sit tight and bear with me as I struggle through this live. In the meantime, you guys can go ahead and snatch each other up. If you're not already following each other, go ahead and take the time and make some new friends. I want to thank my moderators for showing up. 
for supporting. Yes. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started. I want to start off by playing a couple of songs for you guys. Not the whole song, but just snippets. We're going to start with Britney Spears. I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar with this song. Hit me baby one more time. And we're going to go on to the next song that I'm going to play for you guys. I know you guys know this song very, very, very well. Mirror, mirror, Sorry for the ads. On by five the ads really messed really mess up. Dresser and mirror, chest queen. This song here, you guys know this song, right? You've heard it before. Sugar free. I'm pretty sure you guys love this song. A lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. I'm one of the ones who hate this song. I'm, I'm bouncing to it, but I don't like it. Okay, you know the part, the, this song, the part that stands out the most when he said, I'll never hit a woman, but I'll slap the out of a, why you, that's the part that I wanted you guys to catch on. We're going to, for the sake of time, we're going to move on. The next song that I want to play is this one. Eminem and Rihanna. I'm going to fast forward to the significant part. I love the way you lie. With Rihanna and Eminem. Let's move along to the next song. Now we have Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake. I'm pretty sure all these songs resonate with you guys. I'm pretty sure you guys have all heard these songs. Cry Me a River. And last but definitely, definitely not least, we're going to talk about this song by Carrie Underwood, Before He Cheats. I'm pretty sure you guys know this song too. There's a common thing embedded in these songs. And a lot of people may have missed it. But in case you did miss it, I'm going to let you know right now. All of these songs that I just played have a common theme where they trivialize domestic violence. If you don't believe me, the next time you hear this song, listen closely to the lyrics. Or if you're watching a video, pay close attention to the video. But in the meantime, I want to offer my book titled He Unalived Me First free for today and today only during this live in honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If you would like to grab your copy of this book right now, all you have to do is go to my profile, click the link in my bio, and you can get your copy immediately. Um, the paperback is also available. 
And if you decide to purchase the paperback, um, if you if you if you will take a picture of yourself holding the paperback and send your that picture to this email address. Alrighty, okay, okay. Send it to this email address. Oh my goodness, where do I put the where do I find it? Where do I find my pictures that I put up here? Send that. Send your picture of yourself holding my book if you decide to purchase the paperback copy. You can send that picture of yourself to eight books. To this email address. That's eight books with a Z at the end. A T E B O O K Z at gmail.com. And if you send a picture of yourself holding a copy of the paperback book, I will feature you on my author page. Hmm, what did I just do to get there? Okay. You guys, please bear with me. I am getting it together. Here we go, effects. All right. Now, what's in this book? Um, in this book, there's a valuable life lesson. Um, a lesson that we all can learn from. Um, I tried to plant um, I tried to plant seeds that would discourage the act of domestic violence. And I also offered several rude awakenings in this book. For instance, did you know that kids who are exposed to domestic violence, they either grow up, they may grow up to be either perpetrators or victims of domestic violence themselves? Um, an example of this is found in my book. There is a scene where the offspring of the main characters, Roxy and Wayne, their children were playing house and the son took on his, his father's behavior to a T. He copied his behavior against his sister to a T. So that was my way of exposing how domestic violence not only affects the person that's being abused, but the people who are watching, especially the children. So that's one rude awakening that I put in the book. Another rude awakening that I put in the book is the fact that people feel like domestic violence is simply a right here, right now thing, but it goes deeper than that. Domestic violence is, there's long-term effects of domestic violence. Not only the trauma, emotional emotional and physical trauma, but mentally. And in this book, the main character, Roxy, was hit across her head so much that she literally developed a split personality. Like, he really split her personality from all the head injuries she suffered over the course of the marriage that she was in, where she was being abused. When I um, was composing this book, I interviewed several people, women and men. One of the women who I interviewed, she stated that um, the way her partner showed her that he loved her was by hitting her. And I know that sounds strange to some of you, but it's actually the re it's, it's a true way that some women reason with why they're being abused. They feel like it's the way he shows them that he loves them. And... It's hard to wrap your head around, but it's it's actually a, a thing. And someone else I interviewed stated that 
When I asked her what, what, what was the hardest part about leaving, she stated that I invested too much in this relationship to just walk away. That was her reasoning for staying in an abusive relationship. And last but definitely not least, a man who I interviewed, he stated that he stayed in that relationship for so long because he wanted to help his abuser get better. He cited the fact that she had been, um, she had past childhood traumas and that she was taking that out on him. And he felt guilty about thinking about leaving her knowing that she was just acting out what she saw as she was growing up. And of course, she never changed. And it took years for him to finally say, I, enough is enough. Um, many people fail to realize that men are also victims of domestic violence. Women are not just victims. There are also a lot of there are a lot of men out here who have experienced that, and um, we need to shed more light on that fact. Uh, if someone were to ask me what stands out about this book, here's my book, you guys. This is the paperback. There's variations of the cover of this book, so I have this one, and then it's the same story but different covers. So and there are variations of it. But if someone were to ask me what stands out about this book, I would say, first of all, believe it or not, this book is a mashup of true stories. So everything that happened in this, everything that happened in this book really did happen to someone. And most of the stuff I witnessed or I was, you know, I was there to witness myself. But some of the things I knew from people telling me. So these are this is a true story book. Um one other thing I would like to point out is that I did take extremes, though, in order to show the magnitude of domestic violence and how badly things can turn out. Um, like I said, the main character, Roxy, literally went crazy. After being hit across her head so many times, she developed mental psychosis, and she was not the person that she was, that she was before. She literally lost her mind. She went crazy in every sense of the word. And... One other thing that I would like to point out about this book is that I added flash warnings because I wanted to shed light. I wanted to talk about the little things that we sometimes overlook in in our relationships when the when domestic violence is a theme. So, for example, I'm sorry. Give me one second, guys. For example, I put a couple. So here we have a couple of a couple of examples. There is a part in the book where I'm going to read these out to you guys. So, Wayne flexed his fist and looked into Roxy's eyes. Man, what makes you think I want you in my face every time I split the door open? That's one flash warning. Another one is, the windows rattled as Wayne's body heated up and stretched two inches taller and his palms tingled as his fist balled into knots. He tried to stop himself from walking away from Roxy, from walking over to Roxy, but the anger he was feeling was pushing him in her direction. The last one is, I can't even see it, it's covering it up. Then he tells his wife, you better watch your MF mouth. He flexes his fist. You're starting to get on my MF nerves. So as you can see, the flash warnings here were his fist. So pretty much what I'm saying is that in this book, when, her, when Roxy would see her husband moving his fist around like that, that was an indicator to her that the abuse was coming. Um, 
A woman I interviewed said that a flash warning for her was that she would see her man, her um, her partner, clenching his jaw. Like she would see the the muscles in his jaw change, and like he was biting down on his teeth, and she can see it. She can see his um jaw contract or whatever, and that was a flash warning. Whenever she saw that happen, she knew the abuse was about to come. Okay, I want to add a disclaimer, y'all. So, in no way, shape, or form. Am I trying to tell anyone or, or, or encourage anyone to do what Roxy did to end her abuse? Because she went the extreme. She did what she what she did what she did. But I wrote this book as um, a cautionary tale, so to bring awareness to the issue. Because even perpetrators don't realize they need help. Some of the victims don't realize they need help. There are so many ways that they have reasoned with themselves. Like the, the woman I interviewed who said, that was his way of showing me he loved me. And the other woman who said, I invested too much in this relationship to just walk away from it. These people need help. And sometimes people don't even realize they are victims of domestic violence. They think it's normal. It's been normalized so much through music, through quotes and sayings and you know a lot of people they say it in a way that they make light of the situation and we should not be doing that and so with that being said people need to realize that they need help so I want this book to serve as a cautionary tale um, to, to shed light and to kind of shake you up a little bit because she did go the extreme to end her abuse but again I am no way, in no way shape or form encouraging any of you to do what she did to end her abuse I'm encouraging you instead if you are in an abusive relationship to get help if you are the perpetrator and you are abusing someone get help so now I do want to go ahead um, and open up the boxes and um, I want to encourage anyone who wants to share their opinion or their experience to step inside the box. Uh, I do have some questions that I want to ask if you're willing to answer those questions. And I want to start with domestic violence victims. If you have been a victim of domestic violence and you would like to step forward and talk about your experiences, how do I open? Okay. Okay, I'm going to open the boxes. How do I open the boxes? Oh, my goodness. What do I do? What, what do I... Okay, hold on. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in, welcome in. Y'all, how do I open the boxes so I can invite um, guests? Oh, okay. I had a couple of people who wanted to come in and talk. Why are my boxes not opening? Oh. Okay. So if you're inside of the live and you would like to come in and and share your opinion on anything I just said, or if you would like to um, talk about your experience, with domestic violence, whether you were a victim, a perpetrator, and I know as a perpetrator, it's not going to be easy to step in a box and say, I was once a perpetrator. But if you are willing to make that step, 
the boxes are open. If, you, if you've been a witness to domestic violence, the boxes are open if you want to come in and talk about how you felt as a witness or just share your thoughts on the topic in general. Wait a minute now, what's going on here? Oh, here it is. Um, if you come in the box, I do have a series of questions that I want to ask. So be please be prepared for those questions if you decide to come in the box. Let me turn, let me change my background. Where is my guest? I'm waiting for a guest who wanted to come in and speak. I may have to remind him. Let me find him. Oh, here he is, right here. Welcome in, everyone. I'm, I'm leaving the floor open for anyone who wants to come and talk about their experiences with domestic violence, whether you were a, a, um, whether you were a victim, a perpetrator, or a witness, and I have a series of questions that I want to ask for each group of individuals. Don't no pressure, but if you're ready to talk about it, you're willing to talk about it, or you want to share your opinion on anything I said here, feel free to send a um, request. Welcome in, welcome in. If you're just coming in, we're discussing the very touchy topic of domestic violence. I just let everyone know that the free cop, the free um, the ebook version of this book or these books because they're very variations of the cover for the paperback. I'm offering the ebook for free for today only while I'm on this live. All you have to do is go onto my profile, click the link in my bio, and you can download your copy of this book immediately, the ebook version of this book immediately. I'm waiting for my guests. I hope they didn't forget to show up. I had a guest who wanted to come and talk about his um his experience. Welcome in, everybody. Tap the screen, share the live. Um, you can take this time to grab each other up. If you're already not, if you're not already following each other, go ahead and make some new friends while we wait for anyone who wants to get in the box and um, talk about their experiences with this. If none of you had the experiences, that's great. You don't see a link in my bio? You Really? You don't see the link in my bio? Oh my gosh, what are they doing to me today? Let me see. This is unacceptable, guys. The link has been in my bio since for since forever. So I don't know why they took it down. Yes, please check for me.
I had some people downloading it um, as soon as I went live. So it was there because I had a couple of people who like immediately started downloading. They may have disabled um, it. Welcome in, everyone. Thank you for sharing the live. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you see it. Cool. It's there. Cool. So again, if you would like your copy, your ebook version of my book, it's entitled He Unalived Me First. But of course, the word is not unalived. But He Unalived Me First is available on Amazon in ebook and paper book format. Again, if you decide to purchase the um, paperback copy, Take a picture of yourself and email that picture to 8books at gmail.com. That's A-T-E-Z books, B-O-O-K. I'm, I'm sorry, A-T-E-B-O-O-K-Z at gmail.com. I'm going to put it up here again so you guys can see it. Hello, welcome in, everyone. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. Where are you from? I'm from California. How about yourself? I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. Today we're talking about um, <laughs> domestic violence. It's Domestic Violence Month, and we're trying to spread awareness about the issue. Did you have anything that you would like to share about that? About the issue? I yes. just tell you, get out while you can. Get or when you can. Yeah, that's easier said than done, though. But that's great advice. That's excellent advice. I mean, I've been through it twice. So I tell you, like, get out while you can. If you feel like you can walk away, get out. So do you mind ask did you mind did you mind answering a couple of questions I have? No, I don't mind. You can ask me. Okay. Um, so looking back. Were there any red flags that you may have missed that would have that that should have alerted you that your partner was capable of being violent? Um, yeah, but when I come from a I'm from Philly, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the gentlemen or the guys there are automatically toxic. So when you like toxic type of situation, you don't see yourself. You don't see them as red flags at first when you enter that toxic stuff. You understand me? Yes. I understand that. But some, sometimes it gets, when it comes too toxic, you start to realize more of a, you got to get yourself away from it. Right. And it took me, I was with somebody for almost nine years before I realized that. For nine years, so if you can a, see my eyes, you'll see that I have naturally two black eyes. Oh wow, that's a and that's one of those long term effects that we talked about you. earlier. Can you hear me? What happened? Can you hear me now? Hello, oh, they were my one with my mom and one with her dad. Yeah, you can hear me now. I can hear you. It's froze. Okay. Why are they messing with me? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know why they're doing me like this. Can you hear me? 
Yes, I can hear you. Yes. So you said you have two natural black eyes. You can hear me. Yes. I can hear you too now. Okay. So my question was: You said you have two permanently black eyes. Ay ay ay! TikTok is. Ooh, I can't. Okay. Did you say that you have two black eyes, two permanent black eyes? I can't. I can't hear you. Okay. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask you about your black eyes. I can, I, hold on. Hold on. Now, what you say? Okay. Did you say you have naturally two black eyes from, from, um, as a, as a result of that? Yeah. Yes. Okay, guys. So you see, like I said earlier, there's a long term of domestic violence. He just said she has two permanently natural black eyes. So a big echo. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of more questions that I want to ask, but I want to first make sure she can hear me. I got two phones. I'm listening to you on the other phone. Okay. Is it echoing on your end too? Yeah. I don't know why. Jeez. We're doing something good here and we can't even do it. I can hear you clear just now. Okay, what about now? Can you hear me clearly now? Yeah. Okay. So how long after your relationship, how long into your relationship did the abuse start? I started dating him in high school when we start living in the same home. Around 22. So what happened once you guys moved in together? Yeah. Okay. Um, my other question is, were there any flash warnings that you can that you can now look back and, and, and like you know you notice? For instance, um, in this book that I wrote, jealousy, titled, jealousy with family members, jealousy with family members, like males that's in my family, that type of jealousy when they family. So were there, were there anything that he would do to indicate that the abuse was about to happen? Was there anything that he did? Any hand movements? No. Any certain words? It just came. It just came. It, it just came. It just came. Okay. He used to play games and stuff. You know how you get on the uh, Xbox and play the games? He taught me uh -huh. how to play the PlayStation with him. When I learned to beat him, he threw the, he threw the remote at me. Wow. Something as simple as you 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 want against but, him and again. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but the mom told me that he was the same child that watched her get abused his whole life. So I just said I that earlier. Should have been a red flag. I just said that earlier. I, I interviewed a guy that said the same thing, and that's why he stayed with his abuser because he felt for her being mm -hmm. that she grew up watching it. Mm -hmm. 
her mother. You know what's the craziest really... part? Yeah. His mother was my father's best friend. And when he blacked my eye, I couldn't tell my dad that it was his first son because that would have been so embarrassing. Right, right. So what... She, um... The mom didn't even tell them, my dad because she was embarrassed. So, but I moved to Florida, guys. Wait, I want to tell y'all something. I no. got up, I applied for a job at Disney, and I got hired at Disney. I came all the way to Florida on an interview because I was getting away from him. I never looked back since. Great. Good for you. I'm proud of you for that. That was going to be my next question. What made you finally leave? I w See, he started trying to act right, right? But it was too late for me. I just wanted to do my own thing. Because I was right. young and I still had a lot going. We didn't have no children. And, you know, we've been together from ninth grade, 14 years old. And 23, I left him. I'm like, it's time to go. I cannot. So was, what, what, was there anything that was challenging about leaving? Like, what was the hardest part, if anything, about leaving? I say this. To me, I feel like that was my first love. We did everything together. We That soul tie. That soul tie. So Ty, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Well, do you have any final thoughts or anything else that you want to share to the listeners or any no. advice you want to share to anyone else that may be uh, listening? No, guys, but I gotta go. My manager here. Bye. Thank you. Okay, thank you for coming through. Bye. I'll come back on the thing. Give me a second. Okay, I'm gonna follow her first and then. In life, y'all, how do I do this and end her? Um, whatchamacallit? I don't even know. I, this is this is how you this is how you guys know I don't go live like this. How do I end this one? Uh -uh. Okay. How do I um take her out the box? Sheesh, it should be just like a click of a button. How do you do it? <laughs> Let's see. If I disconnect live, it's going to disconnect my whole live. Disconnect. Don't suggest. Oh, okay, like that. That's, that's how you As you guys can see, she mentioned two things that I said earlier. One was from the guy that I interviewed who said that it was he was actually being abused by his partner. And that's what he said. He said it was hard for him to leave her because he knew that she grew up seeing her mother get abused. And he was, and she was just uh, taking it out on him. And he felt sorry for her. That's exactly what she just said. I got it. I, I, I ended it now. Um, so is there anyone else who want to come? I'm pretty sure that this is not going to happen, but is there anyone in his in this live or on the outside of this live who may have been a perpetrator of domestic violence? And you want to come and share your thoughts? I know it's going to be kind of tough to step forward and say, yes, I, I did these horrible things. Mm -hmm. But if you if you put in the effort to change, then it's worth telling your side of the story as well. So that people who are currently being aggressive and abusive, they can learn from you. 
So if you're in here or you're out there watching from the outside looking in and you want to admit that, hey, I was once I was once abusive, you can step up to the step up. Or if there are any witnesses to domestic violence, if you ever witness someone else go through domestic violence, whether it was a friend, a neighbor, a parent, anyone, and you want to talk about how that affected you, you're welcome to join the you're welcome to join. I do have some questions that I want to ask, so be prepared to answer those questions. If so, my other guest is not stepping in, waiting for him to show up, and he's not here yet. Let me send his life to him again. He's going to be fired after this because he actually told me that he was the victim, and I want to, you know, as a man... Being a victim, I want people to hear their side of the story as well. Because domestic violence is just not women. There are a lot of men who experience it. And the sad part about that is, is that um let me, let me call for him. Hold on. The saddest part about women being domestic violent abusers is that people feel like it's not as bad as when a as when a man is. But in in all truth. It's just as bad for a woman to be an abuser as it is for a man. Just because society feels like physically a woman can't be that strong, but the act of abusing your partner is, is bad enough as it is. It doesn't matter how strong you are or, hard, or um, how hard you can hit. If, you, if you're hitting just like this and it doesn't really hurt, that's still not okay. So if there's anybody in here who's brave enough, if you if you were a perpetrator of domestic violence, I would love to hear from you. If anybody ever told you that, hey, you you know, that's that's domestic violence. Maybe you don't know you were perpetrating that. Like I said, some women feel as though I'm not abusing him. I'm just a woman. I can't hit him that hard. And that's not true. And we want to put that to rest right now. So, again, if you're in here and you'd like to talk about domestic violence, any thoughts you want to share about domestic violence, being a victim, a perpetrator, or a witness, or if you just have an opinion on the topic in general, you're welcome to join my box and, and say what you need to say. Again, this book, the paperback is available, as you guys can see. It's on Amazon. It's, it's kind of pricey, but if you, if you purchase the paperback book and you send me the... Um, Proof of purchase to the email address right here. I will give you a rebate um, of $6. So there, you're only paying $5 for the book. But you have to buy the book right now. Otherwise, the ebook is available for free. If you go to my profile and click that link, you can download that book right now. It's titled, He Unalived Me First. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. We are talking about a very, we are going over a very touchy topic. Let me switch my background really quick. Mm -hmm. There we go. There we go. Again, this book, um, there are variations of the cover for this book because um, I did everything myself. Um, I have a publishing company called Eight Books, and I have a, I have a, a variety of books coming out for kids, my for kids, the young adult audience, 
and um, all different genres of books that me and my kids are writing and other people who are looking for my services are writing. But this is a book I composed in 2014. It's titled, He Unalived Me First. I'm giving the free the ebook away for free today in honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If you would like your copy, as my moderators are saying in the comments, you go to my profile and click that link and you can download it now. At this time, I'm having I'm giving a few minutes for anyone who wants to step in the box and talk about what they feel about this issue, their opinions, or their experiences with domestic violence, whether you are a perpetrator, a victim, or simply a witness. Let me change the background again. Welcome in, DL. Anyone has anything they want to share about the topic? We have a roughly 20 minutes left before I'm going to end the live. And I am going to go ahead to Bigo and do the same thing there. And um, let people know that this is an issue that needs to be addressed. And it is being addressed, but I'm this, this is my part. This is, this is my contribution to domestic violence awareness. The book that I wrote as a cautionary tale and the fact that I'm giving it away for free today in ebook format is my way of saying we need to share more light on this issue because history does repeat itself. Unfortunately, that's what's happening in a lot of these abusive relationships. Most of the victims have been either a have either um, grown up watching it happen in their household, or or they or their partner have has grown up watching it in their household. So we have to break this vicious cycle of abuse, which is why I took the extremes that I took in writing this book. And once you read the book, you will realize what I'm talking about when I say I took the extremes and and helping the victim in her abuse. And again, I am not encouraging anyone to do what she did to end it. But I'm saying that if we don't put an end to it, this is how drastic things can turn out. I want to thank you guys for joining and for hanging in here with me and supporting and for the, um, the young lady who came in and shared her experiences. If you guys heard what she said, she actually reiterated what I said when I was talking about the people I interviewed. First of all, that growing up in a household where domestic violence has taken place, it's, it's almost, it almost, it seems like it almost always results in someone being like, the person witnessing it either being the victim or the perpetrator. If you're watching your parent get abused, you grow up thinking that this is a normal way to handle your problems. And when someone starts to abuse you, you feel like you deserve it because my mom, it happened to my mom. Or you feel like this is how my dad or my mom handled it. They just hit their lover so I can just hit my lover. And she also stated that she has two permanent black eyes from being abused so much. 
which is what I said earlier, that domestic violence comes with long-term effects. It's just not the here and now. The here and now is, is bad enough, but looking at how domestic violence is a long-term ailment, looking at how, like I said, my, my main character in this book, here she is. Y'all, if you, you guys notice whose face this is on this book, right? So I had to do it like that because I did everything on my own. I created the whole book, the cover. I did everything. So, you know, I say I saved a lot of money by just doing it myself. But, um, yeah, the, um, the main character in this book suffered mental psychosis as a result of getting hit across the head so much. She literally lost her mind. Her personality was split. She started hearing things. She started thinking things that didn't make any sense. She started saying things that didn't make any sense. And she even lost her hearing in one of her ears. She totally couldn't hear. And the fact that she couldn't hear in one of her ears pissed her husband off even more. And it was all because he did that to her. But, you know, domestic violence perpetrators never admit that they are the reason why you have a totally different face than what you had when I first met you. So this is an issue that really needs to be discussed and addressed. I know so many people personally, which is what made me write this book. I, I grew up and I watched an, an auntie of mine go through it. I had, you know, in a, in a, I was in a foster care system and many of the girls in there, they were so young. They were so young, guys. They were young and they were already getting domestically abused by their, by their, by their partners. So this is an issue that something is something that doesn't sit well with me. And I felt like I had to do something about it. And I did. I did. I mashed all of those stories up and put it in this book. And so uh, if you would like your copy, it's on Amazon. The link is in my bio. It's available in ebook format. Like I said, I put a life lesson in this book. I planted seeds of encouragement. I planted cautionary advice. And I just want to let everybody know that you can survive it. You can survive it. Looks like we're going to end up ending this live pretty early today. And let, there he goes. I was waiting for you to come in, sir. I was trying. I opened the floor for anyone who wanted to come inside and um, talk about their experiences in the conversation that we had the other day, hello. Do you want to um, uh, do you want to come in the box and talk about your experiences as, as a man? Again, the box is open for any victims of domestic violence, any perpetrators, or any witnesses of domestic violence who want to share their story, their opinions, or some words of encouragement to somebody else who may be going through it. Yes. Man. Hello. Thank you for coming. How y'all doing? We're doing great. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes, it is. So, um, is there any thoughts that you want to share on the issue of domestic violence? I do have a couple of questions that I want to ask. So, do you mind me asking you those questions? No, I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay, you mentioned to me that you were actually the victim of domestic violence. 
one of the questions I wanted to ask is, um, first of all, how long after the relationship started did, did the abuse um, start? Well, it started, uh, I would say, a good, well, about two, three months in, you know, a couple months in, like, the person started um, gaslighting, manipulation, projecting insecurities, just the way we entered the relationship, it started switching, attitudes flaring, a lot of arguments, and one thing led to another, a lot of triggers started happening, where the person was trying to turn me back to my old self, because, you know, when you start sharing you know, how you used to be back in other relationships and why did you change? Why did you switch up? Then they use stuff against you. So now that you're in a relationship, now, you know, they use words against you. Like, I will never leave you. I will never hurt you and stuff like that. So you already in it now. You know, you already getting attacked already. Then when you leave, you know, you get called out your name. You know, I can't say some of the names up here because it's, it's very, you know, they might. But um, you get, for, first and foremost, you got to watch out for triggers. You got to watch out for um, uh, red flags. Yeah. You definitely, you definitely got to um, pay, a, pay attention to details. Yes. And that was gonna be my, my next question was going to be, looking back, what were some of the red flags that you may have missed in realizing that this person had the potential to be violent? Um, like, when the words and actions don't uh, go hand in hand, they don't add up. Okay. And because, you know, like, sometimes, you know, we ignore so it's not a big, it's not a big old problem yet. You know, you try to give it some time. You know, people have issues. We have issues going on. So you try to ignore some of the stuff that's thrown at you because you don't want to be, you know, this is the problem. That's the problem that, you know, everything. And then they see that it's getting to you so they can continue to do it and everything like that. You know, a lot of people like control. A lot of people like gaslighting. A lot of people like manipulation. A lot of people like to play games with people's minds. And then when you, you know, you're ready to talk about it, you know, they don't want to be honest about it when you call them out on their stuff. And, you know, so you got you to gotta watch out for a whole lot of things because one thing can lead to another. And without you even focusing on your action, you could be saying something or did something that, you know, you let it regret. You know, because the person was a narcissist. You know, they never want to hold, you know, hold themselves accountable for the actions they did towards you. They played the blame game. So you got to be very particular of who you allow in your life. Because not only them, they got a lot of spirits, a lot of bad energy. Because how you ever know is you've been in a relationship with somebody, your finances start, you know, changing from good to bad. You start getting in trouble. 
your car start messing up. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. And some people don't even realize domestic violence comes in many different forms. It's not just physical, it's mental, it's financial, it's emotional. It's a lot of things. Or it's a combination of all of those. It can be one or the other, or it can be a combination of all of those things. But yeah, because we, we fight against um, principalities, power, spirits, you know, all that right there. That's what, you know, a soul tide is. Like when you get bound up with somebody, you know, even kissing can uh, create a soul tide with a person. Because that's where, you know, you suck the life out of the person and, you know, you haven't seen a self-absorbed person. They 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 do everything to, you know, for them, for their benefit and don't do nothing for you. And they absorb all the energy from you. Then you tired, you frustrated, then your energy gone. Then they got it. And, you know, they go on to the next person because you got to watch who you allow. And that's why it's very important to understand who you are dealing with, you got to make sure you get to know that person before you lay down with that person. Right. You know. So I'm um, let me this. Have you yourself ever been a perpetrator of domestic violence? Well, as far as like somebody attacking me? No, you you you're the you're the perpetrator. You're the person who's Oh, oh, the person that um Yes, I have. I actually, you know, because like, you know, when you carry over from relationship to relationship, um, a lot of uh, actions, my attitude, uh, my mouth, um, just getting a lot of arguments and calling people out their name and, um, you know, because like when you talk to yourself and People trigger you and, you know, you just go, like, I, I used to blow my top a lot. Mm-hmm. So when we blowing my head a lot and really, you know, talking about it and then talking to other people, like, I got issues going on. I'm trying to handle it. And, you know, when nobody ready to talk to, that's why it's very important for men to get um therapy and everything like that, because. You know, a lot of people say, well, a man need to be a man, or he can take that, or he less than a man, or he, you know, this and that. And, and, you know, when a man don't have no outlet, and then the triggers happen, then, you know, he blow his top, and then the, the person, whoever in the relationship with, you know, they looking at him like, oh, oh, you know. Now, it's like, you know, just like that video that's going around now, where a lot of um, women, like, trying to, you know, provoke a man and everything like that. So you got to be very particular, you know, what you allow and what you don't allow in the relationship. So by me being the person that actually, you know, being at both sides of the stick, it's very important that you see them red flags early because a lot of people will try you. A lot of people are trying to, um, you know, play on your mindset a lot of people, because um, the, the situation that I just got out of is actually a great example of that, because I was in a relationship with a Sagittarius. And then my potential baby mom is a Sagittarius. And I'm like, so was this a thing what I'm about to actually experience to her? And it was. It was like a, God has sent her in my life to get me prepared what I'm about to go through now. And what I'm going through now is actually I'm between a um a baby mama situation with a child and me and her me and her is like fighting and you know doing back and forth and everything like that of a child. 
So right. it's a lot, lot of toxic, you know, toxic stuff going on. Um, so do you think you do you think at this time that you may need um help like therapy or something like that? Oh yeah, I actually been doing um some um therapy virtual ver um with you know a ther- with actually with a woman, not a man, with a woman because to understand a woman's behavior more, talk to a woman. A woman that actually that's married and actually have years and actually have counseling and therapy and actually helped a lot of men. So with actually um, healing and everything like that, because, you know, a lot of people like to jump relationship, the relationship and everything like that. But I took a, a step back away from relationships to really to really um, key in on what I might be doing or what might be. Some of the stuff that I might do that I don't realize that you're doing. Because a lot of people that don't talk about, you know, past stuff, relationships, you know, they always blame the other person. Right. So. But, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, as a perpetrator of domestic violence or a victim, did you grow up witnessing that? Like, did you see that in your household as you grew up yeah. as a child? A lot, a lot. I, um, with my mom, you know, ex-boyfriends and stuff like that, I actually seen a lot of arguing, a lot of fighting and, you know, and they actually grew up in me and I always had to been on the edge, you know, with different things happening. Cause I'm very sensitive to a lot of things like. If you know you're a chosen vessel, you you know you you can pick up like pick up like on negative energy around you. You can pick up when something gonna happen and everything like that. So the perfect night, I actually slept with a knife under my bed, and yeah. I was asleep. And I got woke up out of my sleep to a mirror breaking, and you know I had grabbed the knife and I I ran out to my uh my mom ex boyfriend you know with the weapon and everything like that and. You know, he um, had locked himself up in the room with my mom and everything like that. And, you know, he came out to me. We had words. My, you know, some of my family members got involved. And it was a whole a whole lot of stuff. And then as I got older and then, like, the arguments in the house between family members, sister, brother, and we was already at each other's throats. And so it grew up in you. So when you see that stuff in your your household, and then when you're trying to get in a relationship, that you actually see those spirits on other people, and then they start happening all over again. Like it, like it's creating a chain reaction. And right. then create a chain reaction. Now you got a lot of generational curses that's going on because, you know, some people like target uh, single mothers. Some, you know, target, you know, people that, you know, um, got stuff going on already just to reap the benefit from it. Or you might get a person that's not on a game or they ain't got no job, no money and everything, an easy target and everything like that. So you, 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 you know, a lot of people know exactly what they be doing, but when you actually coursing them on, they play dumb on it. So you got to definitely watch out for a narcissist because everything that glitter is not gold. Right. And you made a, a good point a second ago, and I don't think a lot of people might think um, of it in this way, but you, you just made me think of something right now. Sibling rivalry 
the is that does that have the potential to reciprocate or turn into domestic violence? Like, you know, if it if it gets to the point where it's physical name calling and just pure aggression between siblings, could that translate later on to domestic violence with a partner? That's something to think about, guys. That's something to really think about. Could sibling rivalry translate into, could those attributes translate into your relationship with an intimate partner? Um, and thank you for bringing that up. It's that, it's yes, it's definitely, because if, you, if you're prone to domestic violence in any way, shape, or form or fashion, it's going to come out again somewhere in a relationship. A argument because your past is always going to uh, come up somewhere. It's always going to come back and haunt you if you don't face it head on. So now that I got some age on me now and I, I'm understanding a lot of things, then you got to set boundaries in relationships with people, your family members, mama, daddy, sister, brother, niece, nephew, uh, with a woman, man, you got to set boundaries. Yeah. So you know where to draw the line at because a lot of people they're gonna they're gonna push you, they're gonna bully you, they're gonna say stuff out, you know, all the other stuff. They're gonna test you. Right. And and for the women, for the women, this is very, very great because for one, the women, a lot of women have a lot of toxic masculine energy. On the inside, because now in society now, a woman is almost equal to a man and working, making money and all the other stuff. So, you know, you get you a good person that's willing to help you. Don't downplay that that man if he's not where he need to be at. You help that person. You help that man because one of the great biggest um thing about is money. And I can do this all by myself or I don't need you. You know, everybody needs somebody. Right. And I'm saying that with uh, 100% energy because I was one of those person that said, I don't need nobody. I don't need no this and everything. Now, now I'm in a predicament where I need a, a person to help me. So I get back on my feet. Right. Because I lost everything I had, you know, that was in my name. All right. Okay. So getting back to the issue of domestic violence. I wanted to ask you something as a perpetrator of domestic violence. When when those times you found yourself perpetrating that type of um behavior, did you ever feel guilty afterward? Yes, I did. Um sometimes I didn't. I didn't feel guilty because it was needed right then and there. Because you know, if you were um a sensitive person or you a nice person genuine people will try to you know make you toxic yourself so sometimes your attitude or whatever you got to create that bound and let a person know like hey i might be nice but i got a beast that live on the inside of me so sometimes yeah i felt guilty and sometimes i didn't because a lot of people will try to step on your toes just to see is you a punk or not, or will you, you know, you know, where cause a lot of people like to test you to see where you protect them or that you got some, you know, hood in you gangster in you like if everything would push us up if something was to happen, can you protect yourself or protect whoever, you know, that you need to protect? So in some okay. ways I felt guilty, in some ways I didn't. The ways that I felt that it was needed because some people were trying to, you know, 
trying to use you as a doormat. People trying to, you know, because, you know, a lot of people take your kindness as your weakness. That's a big one for me. Right. So you feel as though you were provoked at times. And at those times when you were provoked and you felt justified in committing those actions, you had no remorse for it because you felt that person deserved it at that time because they provoked you. Yes. Wow. Okay. Thank you for being so honest and transparent. I really do appreciate your level of honesty because not many people will come in and really admit that. At this time, do you think you still may have any, um, any like, um, what do I want to say? Do you still feel like you may have any of those attributes still inside of you, or do you think you completely healed from being violent at all? Um. Well, I ain't gonna never say never. Because you never know what a person's mind is, what their mind is at. You never know what's on their mind. And a lot of things that's going on in the world now is so much of us in our community that actually doing a whole lot of things now. And you're seeing on the news about every day, somebody don't did this, somebody don't did that in a relationship. So now it's getting more and more and more toxic. Because a lot of people don't want to sit down and talk it out or be upfront about it. And yeah, and not only that, but um, like I started, when I started this live, I talked about how it really is normalized through music and through quotes, you know, and through generational, you know, all these generational curses that that's being recycled. So we do things without even realizing, like a couple of songs I played in the beginning, Britney Spears, hit me one more, hit me one more time. Um, Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and Rihanna. Um, a couple of other songs I played, those are all songs that trivialize or normalize domestic violence in some sort of, some way or fashion. And we get to a point where we think it's really okay and acceptable because it's how they show you, that's, it's, that's how they show, that's how they say they love you. But as we can see with the other person that came in that I talked to, it's really not. It, it's really a long, long task. It's a long and lasting effect to being abused. And she told us that she had two naturally permanent black eyes due to her, her abuse that she suffered. She also told us that she grew up seeing that happen in her household the same way you told us. So as we see everybody that's here, as we can see, this is an issue that needs to be resolved. And it's, a, it's it keeps on going. It keeps um, manifesting because we have to step up and realize where it all started and how we are and how we are um how we are how we are contributing to the issue and i again i want to thank you for being transparent um you kind of came towards the end of the live um i, I want to thank you again for being honest about your part that you play in the perpetrator and being the perpetrator and us being a victim. So here, guys, we have this young man in the box. He was both a victim and a perpetrator. So he's able to give us insight from both sides of the fence on how it felt. Is anybody in here in a relationship now? Yeah, it's too normalized. That's true. It's very much true. Truly, it's normalized too often. It's normalized because now you have negative that is the positive. And a, um, a positive as a negative now. 
You know, you got like the good is the bad and the bad is the good. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's good to be toxic and all the other stuff. Yeah. You know, feel like you born and everything like that. But when you get with a bad person, he ain't got this, he ain't got this going on, and I wish I had me a rip. You know, it's like it's so much stuff that's yeah. that that is good now. Cause like if you 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 toxic, you know, you got the same lot of stuff. People feel like they can't love you if you you know you good to them or whatever. And it's like it's crazy. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And that's one of the that's something that I'm going to be tackling in my new season for my podcast. I'm going to be tackling how. These things are normalized. My first season, I talked about how we normalize it in these quotes and these sayings that we have repeated over the generation. And now I'm going to tackle how things like domestic violence and other ailments are normalized through music because that's they put the idea out there. They put a good beat to it next and they got and they put a dance to it. Now, you know, the next thing you know, everybody's doing it. Whatever concept they're trying to push, whatever narrative they're trying to push, they put a good beat to it, make a dance. And, and they call it a song, and now it's it's a over it's a nationwide problem. So, you guys, again, I want to thank everybody for stepping up and um sharing, for sharing their stories and their opinions and their outlooks. Yes, Anita, you're you're right. These young women really think it's normal in this in this funny. You're right. I can't tell you how many times I've had someone talk to me about it as though it was um a badge of honor to be getting abused, you know, but I couldn't blame them because in their mind, it's okay. They really don't, they really haven't grasped onto the idea of how wrong it really is. Even when it comes to women hitting their men, I've had friends who have hit their boyfriends or their husbands and they thought because, oh, he came, he didn't come in, he didn't come home late at night. Oh, cause he, he talking to a female on the phone. I slapped them with crazy. I slapped them silly. And they think that that's okay, but that's not okay. Because if it's not okay for a man, it's not okay for a woman. Either way you put it, it's wrong. And that was my point of having this live today. And I want to thank everybody for coming in. This is the end of the live. Thank you, Creative. I'm going to be linking back up with you, man. You're going to talk some more if you don't mind. I got a lot, a lot to talk about. I got like, I can go in. Like, it's a lot that we can do together because there's a lot of information that. You know, because I I actually seen a lot of stuff in me, like, because it's like, if you notice, we learn from the women. Women are the greatest teachers because y'all give birth to men and women. So, mother, you know what I'm saying? Mothers, single mothers, or a mother that's, you know, with a boyfriend or a husband, it comes from the mother. We are taught from the mother at a young age. Well, that's uh, up for debate. That's up for debate. And I definitely want to have more of these lives with you where we can go back and forth and we can have a healthy debate about these things. Okay. And so you will be hearing from me. And okay. I'm going to close the live out with a, um, with a song. I'm going to close the live out with a song. And I want to put some information up here for anyone who may need it or who can benefit from it. So give me one second. I was trying to have everything to go more smoothly, but you know the way internet and everything is set up, it never it never turns out perfectly for me. You know now I gotta re re log back onto my internet and all this. So uh, again, thank you guys for for chiming in. This is the end of the live. Um, before I end, you guys can go ahead and grab each other up, make some new friends, 
follow this young man in my box right here. He's very enterprising. We've had conversation and he's very um, enlightening. You know, um, he was transparent today and telling us about how he was both a victim and a perpetrator of domestic violence. And not many people will be stronger and courageous enough to step forward and say, yes, I was once toxic. And when they do it, they say it in a way where, like I said, it's a badge of honor rather than saying it in a way where I know I need help. So thank you for that, sir. And um, here is a, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to close the boxes out and I'm going to put this up, this information up for anyone who may need it. Okay. And I'll be in touch with you. Okay. We'll be in okay. touch. All right. Okay. Um, there we go. All right, you guys. How do you close all the boxes out? I want to close it all the way out. I want to close the boxes all the way out right now. How do I do that? Okay, you guys. So thank you for joining again. Happy Thursday. And I want you guys to stay safe. Think about the things you've heard today. And remember, you can you can survive it. In order to survive it, you have to recognize that what's going on. You have to take accountability for what you're doing. And um yeah, you have to take that accountability. So once again, thank you guys for joining. And this is the end of the live. Everybody, a few more minutes to go to my profile, click the link in my bio, and download their copy of my book titled, He Killed Me First.
you when I want you dead. Don't know the facts. Saw the blood pour from her head. See, I laid down beside her in the hospital bed. And about two hours later, doctor said she was dead. Had the nerve to show up at her mother's house the next day to come and pay your respect to help the family pray. Even down there, my women, you let the tears drop. And before you had a chance to get up, you heard my gun cock. Pray it to me now. I ain't God, but I pretend. I ain't such a life with you. I'ma bring it to an end. And I did. Clear shots and no regrets. Never cops coming like a gun in a jail. No whatever, my Yeah, my sister, you can never figure out. Even if I let you live, what I love was all about. I consider her my blood and it ain't come no bigger. Everybody have a wonderful day and remember to take care of yourselves.